of Monday, October 5th, 2009, and this is The Relevant Podcast for the third week in a row. Suckers! That's right. Uh, the Relevant Podcast is the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com and Relevant TV. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando, Florida studios. Notice I didn't say sweltering hot. It's not. It's not that bad. It's, not. it's a cool 84 outside. <laughs> is uh, the very pregnant Maya Strang. Hi. Uh, here for her last last uh, episode prior to the baby coming out of her. That's right. <laughs> that was awkward. One way that to put it. it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds, yeah. The miracle of birth sounds so beautiful when you put it that way. Uh, Karen, also, also say, on, the, on the challenge that we issued it up of to say that in the most awkward way possible. <laughs> um, also here in the studio is associate editor Ryan Ham. And uh, sitting without a mic, but looking very debonair, is our new audio and video producer, Chad Michael Snavely. He's saying something in, in <laughs> pantomime right now. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, it is a full house today. Wow. Jesse Carey. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Did you run out of something to say? <laughs> Sounds like you're I, ramping I up something to something. to say? I don't know. You sound like you're ramping up, and then you pulled back. I don't know. It, I just wanted to get. I just wanted to build people's anticipation for my salutation. Okay. Uh, but I'll have a lot to say later. Don't worry. Okay. And, <laughs> and I got a lot on my mind. <laughs> and uh, coming back after, honestly, popular demand. I've been getting emails of what happened to live from Wellington, uh, Wellington, Virginia, <laughs> also known as uh, New Zealand. Adam Smith is back. Kia podcast Fano. I don't know what that means. What are you saying? Hello, podcast family. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that in like Aboriginal language? Um, it's called Maori, Jesse. Oh, Maori. really? You're learning. You're yeah. you're learning the native tongue there. Well, I mean, I think it's so ingrained in every aspect of the culture that you you always you pick up a bit of it. I mean, everyone knows a bit of it. Well, here's I, my. Here's my question, Adam. Why did you respond in such disgust when I said, is that Aboriginal language? <laughs> um, because it, it shows a geographical ignorance. Ooh. Guilty. <laughs> okay, 99% of the world, my guilty. Was, my disgust was for you, not Aborigines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you have against the Aboriginal people of New Zealand? What have they done to you? All right, well, we have a jam-packed episode for you today. Okay. First of all, we have a live in-studio performance by Goatee Records group Abandoned Kansas. Mm -hmm. Now, Kansas? Yep. All right. <laughs> Man, I love those guys. Okay, now hold on. Hold on. It's Abandoned Kansas. Oh. Now, to get the play on words, it's, it's Abandoned and Abandoned. 
See, and you know, here's why. Here's why uh, we we had three bands come in this week, but they were the only ones who brought us free breakfast. It's true. So that's so why they they're, go first. they're going first. <laughs> yeah. Were, were they the only ones who brought you wordplay as well? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. I just want to know: Did they do? Carry on, wayward son. <laughs> they did, and dust in the wind. It was good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're from Wichita, right? They're from Wichita, which is commonly known as the Las Vegas of Kansas. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. The Wellington of, of Kansas. Yes, the Wellington. Yes. I, I think that's Topeka. being the Las Vegas of Kansas is pr- probably tantamount to being the best football team in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> what so, happens in Wichita stays in Wichita because. <laughs> Because yeah, nobody cares. No one really yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, because <laughs> no one gives a crap. Yeah. Yeah. We we just made enemies of everyone from Kansas, <laughs> which is like four people. So who cares? Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. And, and of those four people, how many of them have internet access? Yeah. <laughs> the answer. Is zero. Yeah. Um, okay. So abandoned Kansas. We have also an interview with uh, with author Craig Gross. Uh, our Editorial director Roxanne Weeman spoke to Craig. Uh, Craig is uh, the founder of Triple X Church, and he's uh, actually a former relevant books author. Mm-hmm. He's gone on to bigger and better things since then. But uh, well, not not better. We're just, ju- we're yeah. just more <laughs> legitimate. Just <don't>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's how you define better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, not illegal. Um, And so that's coming up later. We also, since this is the last episode that Maya's with us, we have a little special uh, uh, something for for Maya coming up. And we have our our newest employee uh, uh, joining us a little later. Her name is Sarah Beth Wesley, and she's doing some cool stuff that she's going to talk about. So a lot going on. So without any further ado, let's jump into entertainment releases. In stores coming out uh, tomorrow... Uh, October 6th. We've got a few uh, musical releases for you. Uh, the ladies will be happy. Backstreet Boys Woo! is back. With, by, uh, <laughs> by ladies, by ladies, you mean me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ryan yes. is uh, happy. It's, it's, I think it's four of the five guys. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Also coming out, Built to Spill with There is No Enemy. Uh, Yay. The cl- <laughs> <laughs> Rather than uh, critical commentary, we just get a little... <laughs> <laughs> The Clientele with Bonfires on the Heath. Which is one of the best albums of the year. See, there's critical commentary. Yeah. Adam. Yay. <laughs> uh, the Gossip with Music for Men. Uh, it's it's same as Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Music for Men. Uh, Horse the Band with Desperate Living. Uh, Toby Keith with American, Ro- uh, American Ride. Uh, also a Walmart exclusive. Uh, Noah yeah. and the Whale with The First Day of Spring. Which it is down in uh, New Zealand. Yep. The, Ra- the Ravenettes with In and Out of Control. Simple Minds with Graffiti Soul. Originally scheduled to come out tomorrow with Switchfoot's Hello Hurricane, but it got bumped back to November 10th. And in the uh, Christian space, we got Reliant K with Forget and Not Slow Down. Speaking of Reliant K, Reliant K, I am staring at a Reliant K gold album that they gave us. It's very nice of them to send it to us. It's for their uh, Two Lefts Don't Make a Right album, but mm-hmm. three do. And they, they made it out very, you know, we have a deep personal relationship. <laughs> they, they made it out to their good friends, 
relevant spelled r-e-l-e-v-e-n-t um <laughs> I somehow got sent we went to their office and stole it and yeah took it. yeah we, we went to the relevant office um, <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's actually the company that did the heating and circulation at their studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, i think yeah there's some hvac maintenance guy who's really upset about his being neglected by reliant K. <laughs> <laughs> he fixed the tour van ac um uh, also, Chris Tomlin, which, which we mentioned last week, Glory in the Highest, the Christmas Songs of Worship coming out. Um, we mentioned it last week coming out. It's coming out this week. Hmm. I got the... Were um, we wrong? Or? I got the preview. No, the, the listings were wrong. Oh, okay. But uh, it's coming out. Family Force 5 with a Christmas album, Todd Agnew, uh, Inhale, Exhale, with Bury Me Alive, Down Here with How Many Kings, Christmas album. Uh, there's a lot of Christmas albums coming out, actually. All by Christian groups? Uh, yeah, pretty much. And then the Michael Gunger band with Beautiful Things on Word. Michael Gunger, I actually know mm. from back in college. Uh, actually, Michael Gunger, his mm-hmm. father is Ed Gunger, who writes for Relevant quite a bit. And he actually, he's written, um, recently he wrote... He wrote that article about evolution that got a lot of comments. The evolution one, there yeah. you go. Yeah. He's a good author. And then our spotlight release of the week, which we will review at relevantmagazine.com, the highly anticipated new one by Air called Love 2. And here's a clip. Movies coming out this Friday... We don't have that many to choose from. Uh, and if we have uh, basically everything's in limited release. The only national or broad release um, that I know of is Couples Retreat. Mm-hmm. That's all I could find. Um, you know, you know that one. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it looks, it looks, you know, relatively funny. Well, you know what? Here's a little bit of a trailer for Couples Retreat. It's Disneyland for adults. You guys are going to have a blast. Actually, we have found a great group crate. This looks like a screensaver. They got fish that you can see through the floor. Welcome to Eden, your itinerary. A couple of skill building at 6 a.m. I think there's a misunderstanding here. We signed up for the fun stuff. You either partake of the entire package. We'll have none of it. Would you prefer a male or females here? What would you recommend more for like a nurturing, pampering, motherly energy? Yeah, oh. a man or a woman? It's Vince Vaughn. You know, I'm pretty sure he just improvs every movie. <laughs> I think he's half drunk when he films now. I everything from swing, since Swingers. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you could get away with it, wouldn't you be half drunk making a comedy? <laughs> he was. He's just the same guy in yeah, every movie. Every movie. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I mean. They, they just call him. His agents just be like, hey, can you just show up today? He's like, do I need a script <laughs> yeah. now? Just yeah, go we with need it. A, we need a guy who talks really fast. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah, like we, 1 p.m. on a Tuesday, and they're like, could you get Vince out of bed? We need to shoot a scene. And it's either <laughs> yeah. him or the Micro Machines guy from the 80s commercials. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike O'Malley. Pump him, yeah. Pump him full of uppers and we'll get like five jokes per <laughs> sentence. Yeah. All right. Here's the character we're trying to play. It's a little complex. You're uh, kind of a grouchy, sarcastic, irritated, heavy set guy. <laughs> Go. And, and you talk real fast. Yeah. All right. All right. That'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, slices. Like a thunderstorm that pulls you deep into the night. She speaks to me and I'm 
Today's podcast is brought to you by Andrew Farley's The Naked Gospel. 100% natural, no additives, Jesus plus nothing. It's the truth you may never hear in church. Check it out at thenakedgospel.com. You're listening to And Then There Were None. The song is Reinventing Robert Cohen. And it's a video playing right now over at relevant.tv. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Arctic Monkeys with Crying Lightning. Now, here's a little something about reinventing Robert Cohen song. Cohen. Cohen is actually the name of our son that we're going to have. You can tell everybody? Yeah. Oh. Cohen oh, Strang. That's an awesome name. I Cohen like Strang. Thanks. Cohen you know, Strang. You want to know how we found that name? <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we spent about eight months uh, really getting more and more and more frustrated that we don't... Uh, we didn't have a name. We wanted something unique, something with a little bit of meaning, and sounded decent with Strang. So I, we were really stressed out one Friday night, like 1 a.m. We're laying in bed. We didn't know. We were talking about names. We just crossed them off the list. We were really frustrated. So I Twittered, hey, anybody out there have name suggestions? You know, we're, we need a name. So uh, we get up the next morning, and I have hundreds, literally <laughs> hundreds of replies. And so kind of went through them all, and, and somebody said, we just had a boy, and we named him Cohen, hmm. and it means priest in Hebrew. And so I looked it up, and it, it was basically a surname that uh, was giving to, given to the descendants of priests, and that they were called apart, and that they had a special uh, calling on their lives, and they were called Cohen. Hmm. And so we like that, that explains name. why the Cohen brothers make so, such great movies. And, <laughs> and that was the other side of it. I like the Cohen brothers, so <laughs> yeah. it works on many, many levels. Do you remember so. that guy? Do you remember that guy who suggested Matthew? Because <laughs> you're like, make it unique yeah. and go well with Stray. Yeah. And he's like, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> I, yeah, we got some weird Believe it or ones. not, it's a character from the Bible. <laughs> That's a, people started doing a that. Little known, a little known figure from the New Testament. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that's our kid, and we named him after the uh, And Then There Were None song, Reinventing Robert Cohen. Oh. <laughs> it's, a tribute. it's a good jam. It yeah. is a good jam. It's going to be the song I'm playing in, in the birthing room. I'm going to be playing it. As, as it comes out of Maya. No, you're not. <laughs> as it comes out of Maya. <laughs> we have to stop this idiot. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what, what, is it C-O-E-N or C-O-H-E-N? C-O-H-E-N, unlike the Cohen brothers. But if you just say it verbally, <laughs> you can think that we like the Cohen brothers. But we're, we're going with C-O-H-E-N. Well, I'm going to call him Cohen. <laughs> a lot of emphasis on the H. And, yeah. and our middle name uh, that we picked is Isaac. And there's two things with that. One is we, we've been trying. I, I wrote about our story a little bit in, in the November issue, but we've been trying to have a kid for five years. And it was really hard, and um, it was, it was a, a trying season in our lives. And we felt like that it was really a miracle uh, when we got pregnant, found out we were pregnant. And so we, we just feel a connection to the story of Abraham and Sarah, you know, having to wait on God's promised uh, son. And, you know, they named him Isaac, and so we named him Isaac because we kind of parallel, and we're not 90 we're and 100, 90, but, yeah. you know, Whew. in our very um, <laughs> self-serving American kind of mindset, we went through the same trials that they did. 
Um, anyway, but so his name is Cohen Isaac Strang, which is also now, when you say it all together, a very good Jewish name. It and, is. Uh, and, uh, and so we think he might be a mogul because he, you know, he's got the media background with a Jewish name. So you know they're going to take the meeting with him. You know what I'm saying? It's like he's going in for the financing yeah. meetings, and they're going to say yes to that guy, Cohen Isaac. Oh, he's, of course. Wow. So we, um, a, a little mogul is going to come out of Maya in the next oh, two weeks. Stop saying that. Oh, man. This just sounds more and more awkward as we go on. Well, I'm trying to make the birth experience all the more awkward, you know. So it's more that we're relieved when he comes rather than happy and excited. Okay, slices. Here we go. Um, Who's up first? Ryan, you want to go? Sure, I can go. Well, Adam needs to warm up. He needs to get reacclimated, so Ryan should go first. Okay. Okay. All right, so I don't even know how to start this um the first word is the first met. word is mel mel so yeah, mel well, gibson. G- generally ryan we read in this country uh, <laughs> left Top or right to, up yeah. to oh okay so mel gibson um i don't even know how to describe him you know sort of vague anti-semite director of passion of the christ <laughs> also vague anti-semite okay intense anti-semite <laughs> yeah. Yeah, only after, kind of overt but it. only after tequila yeah. yeah, that's true. It's not his fault. Aren't we all a little anti-Semitic after tequila? Yeah. Is it? Is Mel Gibson anti-Semitic or is alcohol anti-Semitic? <laughs> okay, so Mel Gibson, who you know has been in everything from Mad Max um, to directing Passion of the Christ to what women want <laughs> to, to what women want to uh, county jail. <laughs> he's been in everything. Yes, he's been in everything. <laughs> this he, is the longest run-up to a description of <laughs> Mel Gibson I've ever. Well, just just wait. He is in a new movie directed by Jodie Foster, who's an Oscar winner, called The Beaver. <laughs> and in said film, he plays he plays a man who communicates with people via a beaver puppet. <laughs> and <laughs> the first still is of the, the puppet. An alcoholic anti-Semite. <laughs> yes. The puppet hey. is an anti-Semite. Hey, stop, stop. I, I, stop right here. I just want to have a little contest. Who guesses that this is a comedy, a horror, or a drama? <laughs> drama. I, th- I'm I think gonna it's going to say dramedy. I, <laughs> I think it's a follow-up to The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> it's true. This is actually one of the things in Revelations. This is... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> this is actually what the whore of Babylon riding the dragon yes. means. Yes. Whence comes the beaver puppet? <laughs> this is the fourth seal. So So in this so in the first still Wait, the fourth shot, seal, isn't that from Lord of the Rings? No. Oh. I get it mixed up. They're both big long books. I don't know. You mix up the fourth seal in Revelation. Yeah, Adam's from there, so it's true. It's true from from Middle Earth. So yeah, the, you Adam hails from the Shire. Let's ask him <laughs> because you're very rotund and have furry feet. <laughs> what? <laughs> you never met the man. You're insulting him. He's from the Shire. It's not my fault. <laughs> All right, go keep going. So, okay, you go? Sorry. Mel okay. Gibson. So Mel Gibson's in this movie called The Beaver, and apparently he communicates through a beaver puppet. And the first still shots they release from the film. Is Mel Gibson looking vaguely disheveled, though slightly better than his arrest picture, holding a furry beaver puppet that kind of looks like a Muppet, 
And, and the, the ironic thing is the photo's unrelated to the film. <laughs> it, it actually it actually is his mugshot. Yeah, it's his mugshot. He's protesting in That's a That's the strange thing about it. You know, it's, it's like a candid paparazzi shot. <laughs> he really has a It just says Mel Gibson on out on the town. Yeah. Yeah, this is actually just a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I know is that regardless of what genre it is, I will probably be there opening day to see Mel Gibson try to act with a beaver puppet for with a Jody movie. Foster. Huh? Well, and I also wonder is like assuming his penchant for violence continues in this film, is he gonna like kill people with the beaver puppet? Will it chew through their legs? <laughs> well, there's the horror. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'm really wow. curious to see this. Well, I might just camp out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna camp That's... out outside the theater the night before that comes, but. I don't plan on seeing the film. <laughs> no, not the film. It's just a good spot to camp. Yeah. It's it's well lit and safe. Not many bugs. <laughs> okay, so Cameron, you you'll be happy to hear this. Uh, your uh, your favorite school, your home team, the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making sure that they're prepared in any event, right? So on its website, uh, they have outlines for dealing with different kinds of natural disasters such as hurricanes and pandemics and things like that. And among it is a contingency plan for an attack by the living dead. No. Um, no. no. So uh, it lays out how university officials would respond to attacks by, and I quote, flesh-eating apparently life-impaired individuals. Uh, <laughs> It makes sure to note that a zombie outbreak, you know, you, you can tell a zombie outbreak because it might include documentation of lots of strange moaning. Um, a spokesman says, of course, it was written to add a little bit of levity to the uh, disaster preparation <laughs> uh, portion of the site, which I, that's that's what I always want in, you know, my my civil defense sites is a little bit of levity. <laughs> in case of earthquake, you know. Like, it's a great time to make chocolate milk. I don't know. Haha. It's always it's always fun to you know spice up your uh, natural disaster stuff with humor. But anyway, it's it's like uh, you know, especially in Florida, it's it's like you know, in case zombies attack, do this. No, but seriously, in the high likelihood, there's a very dangerous hurricane. uh, A lot of people (laughs) might get. Anyway. All jokes aside, guys, hurricanes are pretty serious. Um, <laughs> and the zombie, but hey, zombies! Did it instruct um, them to cut off the head? Because that's always the first, the first way. I would hope so. If yeah. if this person who wrote it is worth their salt, exactly. But I think you know, levity or not, it just shows that I have to begrudgingly admit that University of Florida is ahead of the curve on this. Uh, <laughs> what I'm not certain is if they have a contingency contingency plan for the inevitable chimpocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we talk about zombies before and like make fun and some guy wrote in and he was very serious about Yeah. Oh no, he was saying like you guys are idiots if you think this isn't true. Right. Yeah. And he had all this like factual or well, I put that in quotes, finger quotes, <laughs> factual evidence that uh and all of it was referencing Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. I have I have stacks of documentation from Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> all right, is that it? We done? Yeah, I don't really have a good yes. one. You don't have a good one? All right. I, I have one more if we want to do it. it what is it? It's about a uh, bear attack. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. I think you just answered your own question. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, 
in Aspen, they've had a really bad problem this year of of bear attacks. One bears have actually been breaking into people's homes. There's one account of a bear breaking through locked doors and attacking a person. Wow. Okay. So obviously it gets this is a pretty serious situation they're dealing with. But don't worry, the officials in the town have issued a, a statement that instructs people perfectly what to do if they're about to be mauled by a bear. What it says, <laughs> if you see a, be- a bear, be mean to it. <laughs> their, their deterrent is to – it literally – the quote was be mean to them. But it says yell, throw rocks, uh, you know, stand up to them. And I think just uh, insulting them about their weight is a thing. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're powerful but sensitive animals. <laughs> like, it's like where the wild things are. You know? Yeah. Jesse. The, the bear breaks through the door, and you're like, hey, bear, you need to lose some weight. It's like, oh, come on. I was going to savagely maul you, but you know what? That really hurt. <laughs> oh, you're just joking, right? No, you're fat, bear. Oh, come on. <laughs> Do you, do you guys realize that 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 you know in, in any in media when you make media you have to have kind of a driving purpose for for kind of what you're going to contribute to the national conversation mm-hmm. through your platform. Do you realize that what we contribute to the national conversation through this platform of a podcast is news about chimpanzees <laughs> and monkeys or monkeys and bears like every week? This is vital. Yeah. And, that's, and that's why we'll be receive, receiving the Medal of Freedom from President Obama. <laughs> no, this is why I've been traveling a lot lately, and, and, and I've been running into people who, who, in these circles, that I respect these people. And they're like, oh, yeah, I, I've listened to your podcast. And the first words out of my mouth are, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because they look at me differently after they're like, you know, I... I've listened to the podcast, you know, and I, know I know, you know, I know that you shouldn't be here. I know that I know that you shouldn't yeah. be in this meeting because all you really care about is chimpanzees and, and bear attacks. So yeah, thank right. you. Jesse. I'll be honest. I'm a little, I'm a little off put because I thought you were going to start, you know, we have this big platform and I thought you were going to say, and we're using it to save lives. <laughs> yeah, These people aren't going to be laughing at you, Cameron, when they're attacked by a bear. Yeah, right. They heard they first on this now. podcast that all they had to do was hurl insults at the bear, be really <laughs> sarcastic toward it. You know, oh. sure, sure. It might not feel great when, like, uh, you know, Rick Warren or uh, you know Don Miller are talking down to you because of the content of this podcast. But just wait till a bear breaks in their house. Okay, <laughs> yep. oh. then they're gonna they're gonna fall down at your feet and thank you because they because they knew in advance to prepare a witty barb, you know, for the bear. It's true. All right, bear oh. just sulks off. Oh, and- how come I always eat when I'm emotional? <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating my feelings again. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is also why I would like to thank you per- in particular, Jesse, for the fact that my Facebook homepage is littered with people sending me links to news stories about bears and champ- chimpanzees. Because they feel like, or they think that this is actually something that I am deeply concerned about. Like, I thought you would be concerned about this. I don't know if you saw about the attack in Central Florida about the chimpanzee. (laughs) And they post, like, the news links. And I'm like... Like I I said, Cameron, it's information that very well may save your life. Yeah, I love it. It's like... 
It, it's funny, but it's actually very, very serious. <laughs> I thought you should know about this. It happened right around Orlando. Oh, thank you, man. I'm going to send everyone home early from work today. <laughs> yeah. Another it's only savage right that they spent their remaining time with their families. <laughs> yeah. Inevitably, we'll all be ch- attacked by chimps if we live in central Florida, so might as well call it a day. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, that'll do it for Slices and your bear news of the week. Up next... Abandoned Kansas and Abandoned Kansas performs live. You're listening to Abandon. The song is Hold On, and the video is playing right now over at Relevant.tv. Now, Abandon is not to be confused with this week's musical guest, oh. Abandon Kansas. Hmm. I thought they were together. No. If okay. Kansas and Abandon got together, it would be Abandon Kansas, <laughs> and that is who is here this week. Abandon Kansas is on Goatee Records. They have a, uh, an album out now called We Are All Going Somewhere. <laughs> Apparently they're going anywhere but Kansas. The uh, their website is abandonedkansaslovesyou.com and you can check them out on MySpace slash abandoned Kansas as oh. well. Uh without any further ado, here is Abandoned Kansas. One, two, three, four. I was a man in a boat. Carried along by the wind and the waves The only question is Should I steer? Pull my wheel to the shore So the current drag me away If I just let go Will I still end up here? We're all going somewhere Going somewhere I just hope that somewhere
tiptoeing carefully Just arriving our death safely We spend our lives tiptoeing Just arrive in our listening to Abandoned Kansas, stay tuned for another song a little later in the podcast. You're listening to Coconut Records. The song is Microphone. It has Jason Schwartzman in it. It's Jason Schwartzman's project. Huh. It's playing right now over at Relevant.tv, which you can see every day, a spotlight video on the front page of RelevantMagazine.com. Well, this segment is our interview with author Craig Gross. But before we get into that, this is also uh, the last week that Maya is with us for the next few months. She's coming back, but she's going away for maternity leave. So we had a couple questions for Maya. The guys had a couple questions for her. Then uh, we have a little uh, dramatic interpret, a dramatic uh, performance that Ryan wanted to do as, a, as an homage. All right. So first, what are you going to miss about being pregnant? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You're really going to have to think about this, huh? Feeling him kick, I guess. I don't know. It's girly. Stretchy pants. <laughs> Stretchy <laughs> pants. <laughs> oh, I do enjoy eating. I had a bunch of chocolate chip cookies in the last couple of days. Oh, I With wondered where they all went. <laughs> without without guilt. What, what does that have to, for me that, you know... Because I'm pregnant. That pre- wouldn't change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that or the stretchy pants. <laughs> <laughs> do you... Well, I was going to ask, like, do you ever use your belly as a shelf? Because I would find that... A- I yeah. find that helpful. Yeah, it just, is. Just to sort of. I, I gotta say, it's a lot harder than I thought it'd be. See, because I'm used to just like my belly, which is just <laughs> jiggly wiggly. It is very. Hers solid. is like hard. You can actually put stuff on it. Yeah, you can. Do you use it as a cutting board ever? <laughs> <laughs> no. Just kind of chop up vegetables and stuff for dinner. 
Although, so although be... today at lunch, she did use it as a large napkin for when she spilled her burrito oh. all down the front of her shirt. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I still have the shirt on. Yeah. Thanks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I do use it when we play cards. I, she I, shuffles I on the top of on her the belly. Top of my stomach. That's true. Because yeah. ha- she has a major gambling problem. <laughs> <laughs> <so>. <laughs> on a side note, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really why I'm going away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. On a side note, we actually have to give the baby to a Russian crime. <laughs> 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 got some fairly enormous debts. Yeah, and, and she could have sworn that pocket eights were really going to come through that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The uh, other question we had is, um, what's your funniest pregnancy story? I don't know if I have any. Yeah, you had a normal one. I had a really normal, boring pregnancy. Well, don't, boring. Don't say that boring. now. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Something's going to happen tonight. I don't know. So you've been good. Would uh-huh. you recommend it to others? I would. It's not that bad. Of course, far. you. Yeah. The next part is the part that I'm not looking forward to. Well, I mean, right now, what like having the child yeah. in your hands, and loving him, getting and nurturing it, for getting him? it out. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> the transition in between the yeah. two phases. Yeah. 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 That whole business. As of right now, I recommend it. <laughs> yeah. On a scale of one to ten, what would you what would you give it? <laughs> I would give it a nine. A nine? Yeah. Really? Maybe I should give it a try. Yeah. It's not that bad. You get to eat a lot. You could you shuffle on clothes. your belly. I could shuffle on my belly. Could Do you get to use the handicapped parking space? No. 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 I, now, I have a beef with this. Cameron you go to Baby Doctor, mm-hmm. so you are disabled. I mean, you are... <laughs> you, you. She cannot walk far in a parking lot. I think, so. if anything, you know, she should be up near the door... And you go to a doctor who can verify that you have this disability for a few months. <laughs> they could give you a temporary handicap permit. Totally true. But I, I don't know if I would agree that it's a disability because you have the power of two people. <laughs> oh, oh, the power. Like you would get power from the child within you or yeah. something? If anything, right. you should have to park farther away. <laughs> exactly. There's two of you going around in there. Yeah. I was going to say, and I mean, really, better a pregnant woman than like an obese 50-year-old with fibromyalgia. Exactly. <laughs> they... they they made their bed. They just isolated a huge part of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to quiz you on breathing exercises, but Cameron said they'd be inappropriate. Yeah. Well, there is. I have learned one we key Lamaze uh, slow. Oh, here, no. I'll teach everybody this one. Oh, it's horrible. They gave us a CD to 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 listen oh. to and practice uh, your Lamaze breathing, and it says very clearly, "Do not do this in a car." <laughs> and. Uh, and so we were driving back from Miami, and I was driving, and I figured she could listen and kind of just yeah, learn so it or whatever. So I played it in the car or whatever, and I had such a hard time staying awake that I had it to pull is. over, and she had to start driving, and, and I slept for the next asleep. four hours. <laughs> yeah, you did. It is hypnotic. It is hypnotic. And it's this lady, and she starts the, the thing, and she's like, you know, the first one we're going to do is, is to slow your heart rate, to slow your breathing. It's half-paced breathing. Breathe in, two, three, four. Breathe out, two, three, four. Breathe in, two, three, four. four. Breathe out, two, three, If you do that in the delivery room, I will hit you. Breathe in, two, three, four. So now throughout, like just randomly, like at a restaurant, (laughs) we're watching TV. I'll just lean over to Maya. Breathe in, two, three, four. Breathe out, two, three. But she does this for half an hour. And then she's like, you know, quick pace, you know, quick pace. And she just, but she has the same tone. And it Mm -hmm. it literally was hypnotic. And I fell asleep. (laughs) Okay. So now we, uh, Ryan has prepared a dramatic reading of a lullaby (laughs) for for Maya. Ragtime Lullaby by George Gershwin. 
Won't you play the music so the cradle can rock to a lullaby in ragtime? Sleepy hands are creeping to the end of the clock. Play a lullaby in ragtime. You can tell the Sandman is on his way by the way that they play. As still as the thrill of a thrush in a twilight high. So you can hear the rhythm of the ripples on the side of the boat as you sail away to dreamland. High above the moon you hear a silvery note as the Sandman takes your hand. So rock a my baby. Don't you cry, my baby. Sleepy time is nigh. Won't you rock me to a ragtime lullaby? So rock a my baby. Don't you cry, my baby. Sleepy time is nigh. Won't you rock me to a ragtime lullaby? <laughs> this, this is this is hands down the creepiest episode <laughs> ever. I'm not sure we'll have Ryan. And yeah, meet to the meet, child meet the child for a while, yeah. yeah. Enter Sandman was a very appropriate <laughs> music bed for that. That was good. Um, <laughs> the first time I meet him, I'll be like, so you can hear the rhythm of the ripples. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and make so, sure you're right in his face when you say that. <laughs> okay, on that creepy note, uh, it's uh, we have an interview now with uh, author Craig Gross. Craig Gross is um, one of the founders of Triple X Church, which is a ministry to help um, people struggling with pornography get set free from that, and actually reaches out to the porn industry quite a bit uh, with the message of Jesus. Um, His new book is called Jesus Loves You, This I Know, and it's available nationwide. Here is relevant editorial director Roxanne Weeman talking to author Craig Gross. Your book... Jesus Loves You has several chapters, each dedicated to different groups of people who Jesus loves. The Forgotten, The Outcast, The Porn Star. What prompted you to write this particular book right now? Why do you think it's needed? Yeah, it's it's something that, you know, for our ministry, I mean, it's Triple X Church, and we started something called the Strip Church. I think what sums up beyond porn or Sin City, what sums up, I think, our ministry the best is the simple phrase, Jesus Loves You. And you know, for us, when we have a bus in Vegas that says Jesus Loves Sin City and Triple X Church, we're known for Jesus Loves Porn Stars and, you know, taking a lot of hits and flack for some of that stuff because people have disagreed. But so writing a book, which the tagline says, you know, no matter what you've done or who you are, Jesus loves you. This I know. Um, it's what we've been saying for years. Um, and I think the response that we've seen, not just from the book, but from that message, those simple kind of words that Jesus loves you, it's stuff that people haven't heard before or, you know, almost has kind of been hijacked. And the church is, and, and maybe Christians have come up with other things to say, but maybe that simple truth. So writing a, a book that says Jesus loves you, I mean, for me, it's out of everything we've written or, or done, I, I felt like it's it sums up what we do pretty much the best. And, um, and then as we went through chapters, you know, we just kind of, we thought about people that maybe have been told that they're not loved or they're not wanted or, or they're not um, accepted. And so we just went down kind of a list of, you know, who would fit that category. And, you know, we talk about the outcasts and um, the chapter we talk about homosexuals, just, you know, what the church has done to that community, I, I think it's just pretty horrible. And, you know, we said, you know, we don't want to talk about your sexuality. We want to talk about your spirituality. And, when you start there, I think you have much better conversations. And, um, you know, we talk about the crooks and, um, you know, just a bunch of I, what many would say were, are bad people. But where Jesus says, I've come for the, the sick, not the healthy. And um, that's kind of where we landed in this book. Hopefully people can find themselves in one or two of the chapters and, and saying, this is who I was 
maybe before I came to Christ or, um, but here's who I've become now. I felt like you ended the book perfectly um, with the chapter dedicated to the religious. Jesus loves the religious. Um, I think it was easy for me to read the book and be like, yeah, yeah, the whole time sort of shaking my fist agreeing with you. And then you get to that last chapter and you're like, oh yeah, even the people who um, it's easy to judge as being religious and judgmental, we're judging them and that's really hard and um, it's hard to love them. Um, so I, I guess what led you to write that to write that chapter and what's what's your own journey been toward loving the religious? Our run-ins with the really ultra-religious throughout, obviously, our ministry. I mean, we've had our share of critics, and my old pastor, we went to church in Michigan, he says, um, those that have a problem with your story are probably not content with their own. And then he just talked about one time how you don't have to defend your story. And, you know, I think that's what I've learned over now seven years of um, feeling like I've had to defend myself, but realize that God's kind of put me and given us the opportunity to do what we're doing, that many, many other people are doing other things. But to me, to not have to keep going back and defending that or, or getting in those arguments or firing back with people, I, I think, you know, I've learned a lot through that because I, I think my old, my first gut reaction is just throw this right back at them because I get upset when someone's on the sidelines and they've never gotten in the game, but yet they're telling you how to play, so to speak. And that's that's really, I mean, I think Jesus faced that with the religious people of his time. And, and you just have the critics that have never willing to even venture where you've gone, but they have a better way of doing it, yet they've never, they wouldn't even consider doing that. Um, let's talk about strip church for a bit. Um, I guess to start, what is strip church? What's the vision for it? Um, what's God called you to do there? Yeah, I mean, we've been doing Triple X Church now for almost eight years and um, never really had, I guess, our own playground, so to speak. You know, we've done a lot of things online. We've traveled to churches. We go to porn conventions. Um, and yet we always came back to Vegas every year for kind of the big the big show among all shows. And I just felt like one, one year, but you know, two years back, like what, what would happen if we stayed here and take the things that we talk about and do throughout the country and, and kind of, you know, land in Vegas, so to speak. I, I feel like we're trying to be the church and um, go where maybe the church is uncomfortable going, um, go where the church hasn't gone. Um, so in Vegas, I mean, it's way I kind of see it, strip church. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. We want to do minute. We're doing ministry in conventions because we've had great impact in porn conventions. So going to the electronic show, the fashion show, the World Series of Poker show, if we can have ministry at a sex show, we can do ministry pretty much at any convention. And um, bringing people the gospel inside their convention, partnering with churches that would bring people down to do mission trips, so to speak, to work at convention and share their faith. Um, man, Vegas is the convention capital of, of, the, uh, of the United States, so we've got plenty to choose from there. We want to do ministry in sex uh, within the sex industry, so we do at Triple X Church, but now we've got 35 strip clubs in Las Vegas and 17 brothels in Nevada. Um, I don't think those are off limits. We've kind of proven that those aren't off limits for ministry to happen in. 
we're not going to wait for those people to wind up in church one day. So we're going to take the, the gospel to them through creative ways. And then we want to do ministry on the Vegas Strip. Um, the Strip, obviously, at any given time, there's 300,000 on up people visiting Las Vegas. And although there's, there's some great churches here in the suburbs, nobody cares about what goes on in the Strip because if, you, if you're a normal church guy, people on the Strip don't go to your church. They don't tithe and they don't come back because they don't live here. So no one gives them any attention. Our model here is, well, let's provide something for people that we don't care. They don't come back. I mean, if they're just here one week out of the year, we realize this week could screw up their life, their marriage, um, the temptations here. The, the whole town slogan is what happens here stays here. So we want to reach those people um, and not wait for them to step foot in our church. Switching gears a little, tell me, um, tell me about freethem.com, your site dedicated to the two Iranian Christian women arrested in March. Yeah, we, you know, I heard about that. We, one of the chapters in Jesus Loves You, um, and uh, that whole project was called Jesus Loves the Forgotten. And a friend of mine just sent me an email with her story, and he says, hey, Craig, these two women have been forgotten, um, Miriam and Marzia, of uh, Christian Iranian women that shared their faith and were put in jail because of their faith back in March. And they were told that if they were to denounce their faith, they would be let go and uh, and freed, but they said no, they wouldn't. Um, and so they've been held pretty much in isolation. Um, and their health is deteriorating, and, and and they've been we've been told about four hundred thousand dollars U.S. would free them. Um, other sources have said, hey, if you could tell their story and put this message out there, you know, if, like we've seen in other news stories where they'll finally feel the pressure and let these women go, but. Um, so friends and I, we just came up with it's freethem.com, and it's F-R-E-E-T-H-E-M-M, so two M's and on the on the word uh, them.com. And you can just read about their story, find out how you can get involved. And we just thought, you know, for me, whether I have a book about it or not, you hear that and you hear the courage of two women, you know, that are sitting in jail. You know, it reminds me of something, obviously, we'd read about in that New Testament, uh, you know, where... Um, you know, they've said no and, and, and are stuck in jail. And so trying to get them out, you know, I don't know what and how um, exactly that's going to go down, but we figure as, as the message could spread virally uh, online, maybe, maybe this could work. Um, but, I mean, they're going on over 200 days now that they've been in jail. You know, on, on JesusLovesYou.net, that's the, that's the website for the book, and the, uh, there's videos that go along with the book, and then there's, there's a whole pastor – it's called Church Challenge. So if you go to that, there's sermon outlines, there's illustrations, there's graphics, everything you need to pull off a four- to five-week series um, centered around the book. Um, just realize, you know, obviously trying to, as pastors trying to come up with, you know, 52 messages a year, um, uh, need some, some help possibly with some of those things. And so we, we put together, uh, a, I think, a, a great resource for churches that, that want to maybe preach through some of the stuff that we talk about in the book.
You're listening to The Antlers. The song is Two, and the video for Two right now is playing over at Relevant. Magazine.com slash TV. We have a special guest with us here in the studio. It's Sarah Beth Wesley. She just joined us. She uh, graduated from the University of Texas, which we won't hold against her. Huck em horns. Hmm. <laughs> You're in the presence of Gator fans. <laughs> and uh, she's heading up all of our uh, street teams, college promotions, and works with the marketing team doing a bunch of all the cool social networking and stuff. Basically, she just we pay her to hang out on Facebook all day. So we have a pretty um, interesting campaign that we're doing this mm-hmm. fall with the with one. Yes. And I wanted Sarah to Sarah Beth to come on and uh, tell us about it. So it, it's it's specifically we're partnering with one and we're targeting 30,000 college kids, right? Yes, we are. Tell us about it. Okay. Um we've just partnered with one and we want to join one um in lending our voice to this urgent need. Um Which is what? Um one fights extreme poverty through advocacy. Wow. Um so they're not asking for your money, they're asking for your voice. Right. Um, and so we're asking 30,000 college students or more, you know, to sign up for one and you dream big. This I, I like do. You. I do. <laughs> well, I'm asking college students to dream big with me in college ministries because I believe that college ministries are out there and they, college students today, especially believers, um, have this conviction that, um, we, that just because we grew up in America doesn't mean that, um, we should be the only ones to enjoy, food and shelter and we have the mm, opportunity what a novel thought yeah so we have an opportunity to really engage college students and ask them to lend their voice it's not it's not something that um just a few can do if select few it's something anyone can do and signing up for one and lending your voice to add um advocate for people over particularly in Africa. So, okay, so what we're doing is uh, specifically targeting uh groups at all, at different colleges across mm-hmm. the country and we want whether it's a campus ministry or uh a club or mm-hmm. the you know student government of the mm-hmm. of the school itself to join us and and basically we're going to uh give them relevant magazines to hand out on their campus, right? Yes. And 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 then we want them to go and get people to sign up with one. And, yeah. and all it is is emails, right? I mean, pretty much. That's it. It's your name and email and zip code. There you go. That's pretty easy. And is there a website they can go to to get more information if they're interested in their campus being part of this? Yes, they can go to www.relevantmagazine.com/outreach. Outreach. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it's specifically like what time frame? When are we doing this? Um, right now. Really? They can go right now to the website and sign up. Very cool. Yeah. Um, it's it's a great cause. It's easy. Uh, you know, we can lend our voice. We can make a difference. One is out there. We've been to their offices in D.C. numerous times, and they they have staffs that are on Capitol Hill that are that are championing these causes, and they need our support. They mm-hmm. need our voices to take to the government to say this is what America is wanting. They have two and a half million people signed up, and um, you know, frankly, they said like. The, the smallest percentage of our membership is, is Christians, but they are the most active portion of our membership. Mm-hmm. And so when they came to us, they're like, how can we reach more of you guys? You know. And so we love everything that they're about. We stand with them step in step. And so uh, we're uh, trying to blitz campuses as far as should be really cool. So, mm-hmm. so Sarah Beth is heading that up for us. And again, the website is Sarah. Uh, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the website is yeah. relevantmagazine.com slash outreach. Go sign up if you are connected to colleges at all and want to be part. Thanks. Love is our resistance.
Well, we're out. We're out of our TV videos. That's it for the week. So, so you just heard something, and I don't know what it is because Chad put it into post production. But I'm sure it's excellent. Yeah, we've got too many segments. Actually, week. if you if you go over to the podcast episode page, we will be putting some extras there. Number one, we're, we're going to put an interview that we had with a band in Kansas. You can listen to it on the podcast page. Also, they recorded more songs. I believe three. So there is a third song on the podcast page. Bonus. And we will list out all the music of the episode so you know what songs uh, we played. It's all, all because we care about you. We do care about you. And that's actually something we're start doing more of. Podcast extras will be on the uh, podcast <laughs> oh, page. I thought, I thought you, you meant caring about, about them. <laughs> <laughs> that's impossible, Ryan. <laughs> okay, so Abandoned Kansas. Uh, again, they are on Goatee. Their debut album is We're All Going Somewhere. Their website is AbandonedKansasLovesYou.com. Here is, again, Abandoned Kansas. The momentum is hard to gain This kind of rain is slowing us down Not to mention the changing of face Hard to keep good people around And I've been cutting away for months, it seems At a list of all my dreams who knows which ones I'll read? Tell me that I'm not treading water here. A couple of months have turned into several years in the plans that we made. For hours writing you letters that I never sent in the back of a van in Colorado, and here's what I meant. Are we doing fine? I had no way of knowing. Just give me a sign if we should keep on going. Tell me that I'm not treading water here. A couple of months have turned into several years in the plans that we made. Promise the world would be done. Just begun to hear your voice speak to us. We need to hear you. Tell me that I'm not treading water here. A couple of months have turned into several. Tell me that I'm not treading water 
You're listening to Abandon Kansas. Check them out at abandonkansaslovesyou.com. So don't think that I'm pushing you away when you're the one that I've kept closest. Hi, hi, hi. You're listening to another groovy tune. I have no idea what it is, but again, check out the podcast episode page. And while you're there, you can answer this week's uh, question of the week. This is the feedback segment. And uh, last week we asked you if you could do anything that and, and, and remove the element of danger from it, what would you do? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. And, and and you went over to the podcast episode page and you posted your replies and we are there now and we are reading our favorites. Take it away. Well, Matteo too said that from his office building, he can see an adjacent building that looks just about close enough to jump to. <laughs> and he said he would attempt that very jump that he spends countless unproductive hours at work uh, wondering about. So I say just go for it. Yeah. Uh, I hate zombies, says... If I could do one dangerous thing without risk, it would have to be an all-out, no-holds-barred slap fight with a mountain lion. <laughs> we just keep slapping each other until one of us was a quivering pile of shame. Well, it wouldn't be obviously. you because you have no danger. So Yeah, he says, obviously, since there's no danger to me involved in this, the mountain lion would be the pile of shame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for this week's uh, Question of the Week. Editorial Question of the Week. Well, we all have these stories. And we want to know what fashion trend you followed when it was really cool, but now looks absolutely ridiculous. Go over to the uh, podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You can click on it, and not only will you see all the bonus stuff that we're putting there, but you can answer this week's uh, question of the week and then make fun of everybody else's uh, fashion faux pas. Well, on that note, we, uh, we need to wrap it up. Many thanks to Craig Gross for sitting in. Uh, again, his book is Jesus Loves You, This I Know. You can get it nationwide. Uh, thanks to Abandon Kansas for coming through. Remember, their uh, website is AbandonKansasLovesYou.com. All this love going around with our guests this week. I guess it was the love week. So on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Ryan Ham. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Am Smith. And for the last time for a few months, she is coming back, but for a few months for the last time. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm Maya. (laughs) (laughs) Very climactic ending. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of us will see you next week. Relevant podcast, anytime, anywhere. Uh, How come I always eat when I'm emotional?